We're back. I'm Lee Stabert, Editor-in-Chief of Keystone Edge, and this is Key Change. 2020 was full of unexpected challenges, both here in PA and across the globe. We're using this monthly podcast series to talk about how the state's businesses, community leaders, and creatives have adapted, finding new ways to connect with their customers and their communities. We're also using these conversations as a way to archive this historic time and look forward to 2021, which is here. Happy New Year. In this episode, I chatted with Chayla Hutner and Nate Boring, two of the five partners behind Zotropolis Cinema Stillhouse. Back in 2018, the team took a legacy art house theater in downtown Lancaster and transformed it into a combination movie house, restaurant, and distillery. It was that last element of the business that helped keep them afloat during shutdowns, along with creative uses of their outdoor space and a new delivery arm. Let's hear more. My name is Chayla Hutner, and I'm one of the five managing partners of Zotropolis Cinema Stillhouse. And each partner kind of has their own role that they do. Uh, my role has fluctuated over time, but in general, I am in charge of theater programming, so booking all the movies and the content and um, the creative. My name is Nate Boring. I'm also one of the five managing partners here at Zotropolis. Uh, my role here is I am the distiller and uh, brought that part of the business to our Zotropolis Cinema Stillhouse model. So take me back to March 2020. What was going on with the business? Uh, what were sort of the things on your horizon as you were growing? March, I forget the exact date. I want to say it's like March 13th or something. That weekend, we were actually doing a spirit launch uh, of our latest release, Barrel Rusted Gin. And it was also, I think, St. Patrick's Day, maybe. And, you know, people, things were just locking down. And we thought, oh, no, we're on the cusp of, like, really taking off. Things were going so great with all three components. Our restaurant, our theater, and distillery were all kind of this, um, like, cogs in a wheel that were lifting each other and making the whole ship run. So we thought, oh, finally, people are understanding our model. They're understanding they can come and have um, dinner and then watch a movie and then go back out to the restaurant or to the bar after and talk about the movie and have some spirits. And we were just like, yeah, it's happening. And then the pandemic. (laughs) So did you guys completely shut down or were you able to keep some of the distilling and other parts of the business going? The theater and the restaurant were completely shuttered at that point. We were doing curbside and some delivery of food, but the part of the business that we had to rely on was the distillery, which we're very thankful that we had that because you know a lot of our friends in the business didn't have that and suffered in a different way. Um, but we were able to focus our energies on the distillery. We started offering home delivery of spirits. We we um, we built that in lieu of having the theater and the restaurant. I know there were those wild couple weeks there where the fine wine and good spirit stores were actually closed. And I've heard from other distillers that it was actually an incredibly busy time. It was awesome. It's true. We could not have (laughs) planned a better PR stunt than having fine wine, good spirits shut down. Um, It created an awareness that perhaps nothing else could have of our, of our brand here in our location. Let me clarify by awesome, I mean terrible and horrifying, except, <laughs> except for the part where, you know, we had this unique opportunity to get 
our name out there. We made a quick website in two days and everything went to e-commerce. At one point, we're doing 300 bottles a day, you know, and we went from selling like maybe a couple bottles every day to that kind of... Um, Overnight. Yeah, I mean, that switch was, was you know, we, if you can't pivot, you're out. So that, that's what we've been saying. We've just been basically pivoting and pivoting and pivoting. And were, were most of those customers local to you, people who had an investment in you guys already in the business and as a community hub, or were there new people as well? There were all kinds of new people, people who had never heard of us before, and now they've become loyal customers. Like, we, we deliver spirits, and people often say, I found you during the pandemic. I'll never choose anyone else. Your product is amazing. <laughs> it's a premium product at a reasonable price. People, people found us and fell in love with us. Yeah, that was really fortunate. Can you talk a little bit about Lancaster as a whole and how the community handled the pandemic and sort of this great pivot that everyone had to do? We all braced ourselves for like really the worst at the beginning, you know, and then I think over the summer people loosened up and now we see this, I don't know what wave we're on right now, but, um, you know, seeing the tolls of of the highest level of cases, you know, right now I'm uh, a little nervous about that kind of thing. I think the community has stood by us incredibly. The brand of Zotropolis has been around over 20 years, and I think that loyalty and then understanding the new new parts of it with Lancaster Distilleries tying in, you know, it's, we've been really fortunate to have that sort of um, decades-long brand awareness. The community as a whole has been really, really supportive, and, and we love our community. We just, we feel like we are all kind of banding together. The restaurant businesses have been banding together. A local business in Lancaster has a really good chance of surviving if they are doing things right because there's such a hometown pride here. People love small business. There's a real drive to support them. So we've been really lucky to be a part of the Lancaster business community and the Lancaster community as a whole. Can you guys talk a little bit more about that arc from the summer through the fall and the changes that you made and the creative ideas you came up with to stay afloat during this tough time? One thing we immediately did was offer virtual cinema. Instead of having people be coming into the actual space, I still continued to book some of the movies and people could rent them from home and then partial, partial proceeds went back into Zotropolis. So we sustained that a little bit. When restrictions lessened with occupancy, we rented out the theater and we're doing that again now that restrictions have been loosened since January 4th. We have private rentals where people can come in and have their birthday parties in there. Um, you know, their quarantine, we call that, like, you know, same household or people that are really closely worked together or whatever it is, but a limit of 10 people to keep it really, really safe, masked and uh, time limit and temperature checks and all that good stuff. But they get to use the space and people are really thankful to be able to have that. We kept the garage doors open in our restaurant because we have two big garage doors. So as long as humanly possible, we had open air and we did outdoor dining. Right now we have fire pits outside and heating stands so that it's as warm as it can be. And the, the customers are loving it. It's like their favorite thing. You get a s'mores kit and a pack of firewood. And yeah, you can order from the menu and sit outside really comfortably, like, you know, ski resort-esque, I guess you want to say, rustic ski resort. Another thing that we did as far as the distillery goes is we 
bought a van and outfitted it not only to be our direct-to-home delivery and direct-to-store delivery, but we outfitted also to be able to be used um, at events. So we've transitioned to have outdoor events, you know, partnering with food trucks in the area um, who are already, you know, positioned in a way to be able to serve people outside. And instead of people being able to go out to restaurants, we're able to bring that restaurant experience to people at, you know, at these events. Are some of these things you were forced into things that you'll continue post pandemic? Absolutely. Yes, totally. Especially the, um, boost van delivery model. We really have seen a really positive response to having spirit delivery be accepted among our community. So that's something where we're really excited to maybe put some more attention to and, and keep going with that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, both the events and the home delivery, those, those seem to be ways that we're going to keep pressing forward. So let's talk a little bit about 2021, which has now begun and nothing's really that much better yet, but hopefully we can talk about later in 2021. What are the things you guys are looking forward to both personally and professionally? I really want there to be a time where we can be in a room together safely. I'm so excited to be able to book the movies that are coming out and have a crowd of people in here. Um, to just remember that experience of being together and talking about art and film the way that we used to and to have gatherings and live music, just those things that we're really craving after having a year without them. I think the public misses them and and they're going to be back for that, even though there's so much talk about how, you know, how we watch movies has totally changed. No one will ever go to a movie theater again. I challenge that and I don't believe it. Exactly what Shayla said. We are also a concert venue and we certainly miss having those, but people, even though they're listening to music at home, are going to be excited when they can come and have that full experience, just like the the movie theater is. You know, a theater is a way different experience than you have at your house. Are there any changes you've seen in Lancaster in your local community that you think will become permanent even after the pandemic? I think some of the outdoor dining thing could be a really great part of continued seasonal everyday life. I think we had a whole summer of that and people just loved it. Like being outdoors together, that part I think could continue. I think some of the virtual model could continue even though we're all craving the togetherness. It is going to take a while for that to happen. This time last year, no one would have ever considered dining outside. But at this point, we've sort of created what we like to call ski lodge chic with the fire pits and people, <laughs> Rustic, yeah. people come prepared to be in the cold, but also prepared to enjoy outdoor dining. I think moving forward, it has a real possibility to be part of the experience and part of the fun. Here's the last question. Was there a movie that you saw this year in the comfort of your own home and you just thought, ah, oh, I would just love to have seen this in the theater instead? All of them. <laughs> I think we've watched every. We've watched Netflix. We've watched everything there is. Um, you know, there was a movie that I saw. It, it wasn't a new release, but um, recently it was an art house film that I had wanted to book, and it never quite made it to Zotropolis. Um, but I saw Cold War which is a beautiful Polish film. It was so lovely, black and white, really artistic. And I thought, God, I really wished we could have shown on the big screen. 
That's it for our third installment of Key Change. If you know of or run a PA business organization that should be featured in this podcast series, visit our website and tell us all about it. Until next time.